keeping you a step ahead of the changing world of business. This is Voice America Business. Welcome to the Quantum Leap Catalyst with Terry Ostroviak. In the next hour, Terry and his guests discuss how to accelerate your business success and turn possibility into certainty. So turn up your speakers and hold on. Here's your host of the Quantum Leap Catalyst, Terry Ostroviak. Good morning, everybody. This is Terry Ostroviak speaking to you from a sunny San Diego morning. Um, we are talking to people all around the world at this moment even here in the United States, but as well as that in places like New Zealand, Australia, Indonesia, certainly in Europe, all over Europe, and uh, even in faraway places like um, South Africa. So we have a very interesting program this morning and a very interesting, very accomplished guest who essentially is an author. Our subject this morning is called How to Inject Practical Creativity into Our Business to Reach Quantum Leap Results. You know, in the daily grind of doing our businesses, very often that becomes the last priority on our list. And so today we're going to talk about what is creativity in business and how how can we attain that. To be really good in business, there are quite a number of things that we need to be doing. But to attain quantum leap results... We need to do just more than that. We need a, maybe a completely different mindset, including an openness to the possibility of a quantum leap. Our guest this morning is from San Diego. He's a surfer, believe it or not, loves to do that, probably spends most of his day there, in, outside of business, that is. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about him. He grew up in San Diego, spent entire days at the beach, even school days. I think everybody thought I would be turning into a beach bum, he said at one time. But he's written 11 books, he started five businesses, he's had his own radio show, and he succeeded where even his parents still encouraged him to get a real job. And he says, never. He never did take his parents' advice to get a real job. So he's been successful despite what he calls not having a real job. So let's welcome him. His name is Lee Silber. Morning, Lee. Uh, thank you, Terry. Thanks for the introduction. <laughs> I, I sound like a beach bum in this, but uh, actually, uh, I get a lot of work done at the same time, so that's the goal. And, you know, the story, what makes the story interesting is I decided to take what I enjoyed doing, which was surfing, and turn it into a small business. And that small business grew into a big business, which was a chain of retail stores that sold water sports-related products. So it was kind of nice to be able to do what you love to do on a daily basis. Yeah, I'm a great believer in in being in a business where the passion just comes out and we don't have to fight the whole day to be doing something that we hate doing. Uh, I've seen it both ways, and I and I prefer this way. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about how do we how do we get that passion come out? How do we let it out of the box and turn it into the kind of creative energy that we need in order to raise our businesses to a new level? But I want to start off this way for a moment. What is it, Lee, that you think stops people from being as creative or as passionate in their businesses as they should be? Well, I think the main thing is, well, for a lot of small business owners and big businesses as well, is it's just a lack of time. They're always running around, you know, just barely getting things done and maybe not even getting everything done. And by the time it comes to a creative endeavor, say, 
we need to do a different ad in the uh, in the phone book, or we need to change our logo, or we need to rearrange uh, the way the office uh, processes information, or anything creativity. It becomes something that we just don't have time for. So either we just keep doing it the way we're doing, or we'll make a small change, and that's 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 probably one of the bigger reasons why people want to do different things, want to improve, want to make changes, but they just don't seem to have the time. Or if I, if you were to ask me directly, I would say don't make the time for it because I think it's important. <laughs> All right, and let's talk about for a moment what happens if we don't make those changes and we just keep on doing the same old things that we've always done. Well, 20 years ago, it didn't matter. You could say we've always done it this way and continue to do it this way, and you'd probably be fine. Now you're going to fall so far behind, no matter how creative you are, you may never catch up. And so I always say no matter what I'm doing, whether it's answering the phone, uh getting a printed out of my uh, printer, or filling an order, I always say, is there a better way to do this? For everything I do, when I'm doing it. So I'm not worried about everything. I'm only worried about that thing that I'm doing now. And I may, not, I may say, this is the best way to do this. But then it's that thinking. Everything I do, is there a better, or and I always add faster, a better or faster way to do this? And from just asking that question for every time you touch a piece of paper, you use your equipment, you make, you know, you make some kind of uh, transaction, it's amazing how all of a sudden you start being creative. Right. Uh, you know, I, I just want to, I just want to uh, point this out at this very moment. Lee is an exceptionally talented, creative individual and has written a lot about right-brain thinking. And as we have this conversation this morning, many of the people listening in might say, wow, that's interesting, and then it will just fall by the wayside as a new idea suddenly pops up. So may I suggest that today is almost like a, an educational experience as well as an entertainment experience, and that if you're really listening seriously, maybe get a pad or pencil and write down very, very quickly the first idea that Lee came up with today, which is the question, how can I do this better, whatever I'm doing at this moment? In other words, we're living in the moment, but we're also uh, learning from this moment. And as the day goes by today, as we have this discussion, maybe we'll come up with five or six or maybe even ten ideas or maybe even more that would really be valuable for us. So let's make a note of those things and, uh, and maybe then choose a couple of them and start putting them into practice and so that we can leverage the time that we're spending listening to two guys chatting across the world. Well, and, and I, don't want you to, I don't want you to undersell me because I hope we can come up with at least three, five, <laughs> ten. And yeah. one, one thing that I found um, that I do is, you know, I take a regular picture frame and right. I take out the photograph and I put a reminder there on my desk, just one thing I want to work on. And right. I had that question on, in, a, in a picture frame for, I mean, a, several months. And it just reminded me to do that. Or I'll turn my clock in my office upside down. And every time I see the, the clock upside down, it reminds me, okay, I've got to try and find better ways to do things. So it's a, it's a constant reminder because you're right. It's, these ideas are fleeting unless you find a way to continue to make it a habit. And as you know, Terry, because I know you, you taught me, you know, you've got to do it over at least, you know, a three-week period before it really becomes something you automatically do. And, you know, I would even say write it on, your, uh, on, on, the, uh, on the top of your to-do list every day. For, t- for today, I'm going to just find one way to do something better before the end of the day. Excellent. Thanks. <laughs> 
That's great. I, Leah, you know, I'm laughing because I just have a picture in my mind of people all around the world sitting and looking at their clocks and saying, should I turn it over? <laughs> <laughs> and then looking at it and somebody walks in and says, what's the matter with you? <laughs> yeah, you I'm trying to do things better. I'm trying to improve. I'm trying to be a, a leader. And, you know, <laughs> one thing you said, yes, I am a, a, a musician, an artist, a writer, and a business person. And so I, I feel like I do have an innate ability to be creative. But what holds a lot of people back is the thought that, you know what, unless I am an artist, a musician, a writer, an actor, or a huge thinker like an Einstein or an Edison, I can't possibly be creative. Who, me, creative? Business is a creative endeavor. It really is. And so the fact that a person has started a business and is running a business, I would guarantee you that they're in some way creative. But you need to just let go of the fact you have to be some sort of artistic uh, type person to come up with great ideas or some kind of engineer or an inventor, everyone can come up with breakthrough ideas just by allowing themselves to start small, think about problems, and come up with solutions. And that's, that's really all we're talking about. Everyone can do that. Okay. So you're saying then that uh, some of us get caught up in the mundane aspects of our, of our lives and uh, we just think that that's our, that's our fate, that's our destiny, and uh, we can't see ourselves in being that. And you're saying, well, yes, it's actually open for any one of us. Any one of us can be really creative. And if you really do just hold, you know, an Albert Einstein in, in, high, in the highest of uh, esteem for creativ- creativity or da Vinci or whoever it may be, I right. say you should have your own board of advisors. And I, got, I, I have a picture of my, who I consider one of the most creative and successful people, I put his picture on my bulletin board, and whenever I have a decision that I'm not sure what to do, I ask, what would he do? What would this person do? Or what would she do? And that's a way to kind of guide your creativity. Well, you know, so-and-so would probably do this or that, and it may be just the, the start of the process of coming up with a new idea. So maybe you have your board of advisors that you could ask. I mean, people do that all the time. And, and what would Jesus do in business? Or what would Einstein do? Or what would... Uh, you know, whoever you admire do, and that's a great way to begin starting to change your thinking and thinking big. Right. And so the loneliness that uh, small business people often experience of not being able to talk with anybody immediately is prevented because we've actually selected an elite group, an elite group in the sense that these are the people that we really relate well to. And you're fine if you're talking to them. When they start talking back to you, okay, maybe we got a problem. (laughs) <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my kids often said to me, <laughs> my two daughters, and you know one of them. In fact, you probably know both of them, Lee. Uh, they used to say to me, um, uh, you know, I, I, they, they would say, gee, i got this real problem. And I would say to them, um, well, let me tell you what I think. And they said, Dad, mm-hmm. I'm not waiting for a solution for you. All I want to do is tell you about it. <laughs> Is that what we want from our advice board as well? <laughs> well, I think sometimes for an idea, there's, I mean, there's so many ways to come up with ideas, and one of them is verbalizing it. Just yeah. by talking to somebody else. And this is where if you are a small business, you feel isolated. With today's technology, you can actually form what I call a mastermind group. People right. who have similar problems or are in a similar situation but are not competing against you, and maybe even in different parts of the country or the world, and you could brainstorm with them, and if you do have a challenge, maybe they've already had it and solved it. You could just quickly email them, say, you know, I'm facing this thing where I can't collect uh, an invoice. Uh, have you any ideas or what have you done in the past? 
and they'll give you ideas on how to collect that overdue bill. And what, that kind what, of brainstorming back and forth sometimes is one of the best ways to come right. up with new ideas. Lee, we're going into a break right now, and folks, would you stay with us as well? Uh, we, we, we've got lots to talk about in this area, and we want to talk about how we can inject that greater creativity. Lee started the ball rolling now, and we'll continue just after the break. So stay with us. Be back soon. Hi, everybody. This is Terry Ostrovia back again for the second half of our show. We're talking about creativity in business, how we can inject it, how we can make it work, and how we can take it up to quantum leap levels, provided we're open for the idea. Our guest this morning, Lee Silber, is an author, a businessman, an entrepreneur. Uh, he also plays in a band. I mean, he's so busy, I don't even know how he manages all the time that he puts into it. So, uh, Lee, let's continue our discussion today. Lee Silber is, uh, has been and, in fact, considers himself to be a businessman, so he's one of us, folks. Lee, let's talk a little bit more about um, creativity in business, what we need to do to make it really sing for us. Well, we didn't talk about this yet, but I think the environment that you work in could either be enhancing your creativity or taking away from it. And you'd right. be surprised. I mean, some people would think, you know, distractions would not be a good thing. But actually, when it comes to coming up with new ideas, sometimes having things out around you is a good thing. A project in progress that you kind of are stuck on, maybe the best thing to do is push it off to the side. Leave it out as a reminder because your mind works in a, the creative side of it works in a strange way. It's the side of your brain that anything is possible. It's very, you know, um, spontaneous. And sometimes, in a lot of ways, it's, it's pushed down by the other side of your brain, which is very logical. And it says nothing is possible. And so how do you quiet that critical brain? Well, you quiet the critical brain by giving it things to do, like cr making copies or filing or, you know, uh, writing a report or something like that, filling an order, you know, writing an order. Those are all left brain tasks. And what that does is, it occupies the left brain so the right brain can finally get a word in edgewise and say, hey, uh, Terry, that project is sitting on your desk. I've got an idea for that. Listen to me. So sometimes leaving things out and about is a good thing. So a lot of creative people are what others would call as messy, but they're really not messy. They're, they're living in what I call controlled chaos. They have things out and around them because they're still working on them. They're waiting for that breakthrough idea. And so I think it's healthy to have an environment that's conducive to creativity. Everything put away in a sterile environment with nothing on the walls, nothing to inspire you, nothing to trigger ideas is not the way to go, but having stuff out and about and fun stuff as well can be one way to increase your creativity. It's funny that you say that. I had a friend in the United States that I used to visit regularly when I was living overseas and then uh, came to the United States. And one of the things that always struck me about his office, which um, it's really crazy, as we walked in, there were always papers on the floor. And so, I don't know, just being a, I wouldn't call myself a neatness freak, because I really am not that. But uh, I, I suppose I have a fairly orderly mind, and I saw these papers on the floor, and I started to pick them up, and he said, hey, hey, don't do that. <laughs> They're there for a specific reason. 
It's true. He's gone crazy. I said, really? <laughs> Funny enough, his name's Lee. <laughs> and, and it's not me, but I'm somewhere in the middle because... Uh, no, but you know what he does? I just want to finish off what, it, yes. what this was. He, they were actually letters that needed uh, mailing for that day, and he left them on the floor so he wouldn't forget them. <laughs> and it's even more... And that, that's great. You know, a, a lot of very creative people are visually oriented, so things out where they can see them makes more sense yes. to them. They won't forget them. You put it away, forget about it. But... <laughs> When it comes to creativity, it's a, it's a hard thing to quantify and to say how it works, but it, it's, I have one, I'll give you just one example. The author, J.K. Rowling, who wrote the Harry Potter series, whenever she would have an idea for her, one of her characters or the story, she'd write on any kind of piece of paper, an envelope, a, a napkin, a scrap of paper, and just throw it into different boxes. Box one was the first book, box two was the second book. And she would just rummage through there looking for something. And as she would, she would see other things that would trigger ideas. You may see the same piece of paper ten times until it finally clicks for you. I know exactly what to do with this. So if, you're, if your office or your business is too sterile and you're not actually, you know, from time to time going through a little bit of clutter, you may be depriving yourself of some creativity. Now, some people will never be able to leave things out and about. Others, I'm just giving you permission, telling you it's okay. Yeah, that's amazing. I can just, I can almost imagine people around the world right at this moment saying to themselves, wow, and I thought I was so bad and had a guilty conscience about being so messy, and here you are giving everybody permission, Lee. I'm <laughs> telling you, creativity yes. is created <laughs> in an environment of, in a sense, a little bit of chaos. Too much yeah. structure actually kills creativity, and for a lot of people, they're in a rut. I mean, they watch the same news, they read the same newspaper, they drive the same way to work, they, they have the same routine every day, they eat the same thing for lunch. Creativity does not come from that kind of a lifestyle. Creativity comes from a different drive to work because you may notice something different. And ideas are just floating around. You have a problem that needs solving. The idea is out there, but how do you get to it? Well, you'll see a billboard for something if you take a different drive and a word in it or an image in it will make your brain, will connect with your brain about the solution. So trying to change your routine from time to time actually increases creativity rather than a, a structure uh, routine that where you're doing the same thing over and over again. And that sort of puts you in a rut, not good for ideas. Excellently. Great that you did that. You've actually written a book on that subject. I, I try and include it in all my books. I mean, simple oh, I things like, you know, if you don't notice it, but you know, everyone puts their jacket on the same way they've done it since they first learned, or they tie their shoes the same way they've always done it, or they, they use the same salutation when they greet someone. Well, how are you? Well, I'm alive, aren't I? You know, I mean, what if he said, I'm fantastic, or I'm, I mean, it's just some simple thing like that, that small change can trigger new ideas and, and for you to want to make even more changes. Yeah, there's nothing worse than asking somebody, how do you feel? And they say, well, let me tell you oh, that's <laughs> how bad yeah. it is. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they don't recognize that that question is simply what we call a preliminary pleasantry. Exactly. <laughs> Start off the day. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> not, a, not, a, not a reason to shut the, the door on the day. So you're, you're 100% right in saying that. In fact, I, you know, I, while, I, while you were talking right now, I was thinking to myself, where did I even get the idea of the idea of quantum leap thinking, and it comes about, for me, from challenging myself daily to do something just a little bit different to the way I normally do it. I mean, that's, that's my challenge. That's one of the things that motivates me. And when I do that, I, I genuinely feel healthier. It's like eating the right food for the day. 
that's the right sort of thinking for the day for me. Excellent. And if I don't do that, I know I'm not as healthy as I should be. And, you know, another thing that we can do that's very easy is if you're not number one in your industry, I would look to the leader and ask myself, what are they doing that I'm not? And from that, you may get some ideas. You don't steal the idea, but you mold it to your own situation. To patent something, it, it can be similar. It just has to be 15% different. And a lot of ideas are just uh, a new approach to something or adding on to an existing uh, product or idea and just or making it your own and applying something in a different industry to your industry. So looking around at what other people are doing, not being so focused on your own situation, but taking some time to read about, uh, go to lunch with, um, in, in some cases even, uh, you know, mentor, have a mentor that can give you new ideas. They're not even your own. You're just getting, you know, some ideas uh, given to you or you're seeing ideas and then making them your own. And not many people do that. They're afraid for some reason, right. but it's helpful. So we have to break out of a mold or let's call it a comfort zone for a moment and, and start to do things differently. It could be just as simple as uh, changing the clothes we're wearing to a different color, for instance, or uh, maybe even just taking a different route or route to work. On, it, on any particular day or maybe just uh, letting our, our hair grow a bit longer or, or cutting it shorter than we would normally do just to remind us that we have to be in that mode. So this, these things don't happen by accident, do they, Lee? No, I think... We have, to, we have to take action to make it happen. I think if you, you know, you did a Google search, just every morning the first, the first thing that comes up on your computer is Google's homepage. And I don't work for Google. I have no stock in yeah. Google. And then just type in a keyword related to your business and see where it takes you. Spend five or ten minutes just searching around around your topic, whatever that might be, your business, and looking at what others are doing. That's something you could do every day. And I'm telling you, it will lead you to ideas you never would have thought of if you weren't proactive about it. Like you said, you have to do something. Yeah. It's almost also like saying that, uh, and you just brought up a point now as I was listening to you, you are saying that, we're in a wonderful position today to, to do our own research. We have the tools. We never had the tools previously. Now we've got some unbelievable tools to be able to do our own research. You know, I think one of the most significant changes in business or, or differences in business from what I was used to overseas in Europe or in South Africa where I originally came from was recognizing that because of the competitive, the strongly competitive element in the United States, that um, we had to, we, we, in, in the United States, you've got to do research, you've got to understand what's happening in the marketplace. You can't go off there half-cocked and think that you can do this without, uh, without doing your homework. You actually have to do some homework. But the beauty of it is in the United States and in other countries, of course, as well, but in the United States even more so because there's just no choice, we have to do research to find out what's really going on in our marketplace before we can get started. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, to, to me, a workaholic is someone that works too much at something they don't like. Someone who's in business and loves what they do and wouldn't mind, they won't mind doing research and spending extra time on it because they love what they're doing. That's not a workaholic. That's just someone who found their passion and wants to find a way to make it even better. So, you know, the research should not be, you know, drudgery. It should be, hey, I want to know more. I want to know everything there is to know about what I'm selling or about my business because I love it. And I don't think doing extra research would be a bad thing if you're doing the right thing for business. 
Yes, exactly that. We're going into a break in a moment, Lee. Uh, I just want to tell the uh, people that are listening, if you, want to, if you want to contribute or participate in this conversation right now, just email me directly right this moment at terry at qlcat, which stands for Quantum Lead Catalyst, qlcat.com. Or you can just call into our number and you can participate live with us at 1 for the United States, 480-643-5430. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Hi, everybody. This is Terry Ostroviak. We're going back into the third part of our show this morning, the, the, the third quarter, let's call it. Our guest is Lee Silber, and he is a specialist in the area of creativity, but creativity that is very practical, pragmatic, and can be injected into into our lives, but in, this morning the focus is into our businesses. We're going to talk about how we can use creativity and reach quantum leap ideas, quantum leap results. And Lee, that's the question that I've got for you right now. There is normal creativity, and then there is quantum leap. How does quantum leap sound to you in the area of creativity? What does it mean? Well, <clears throat> there's, you know, and I, I've been talking, I think, in a lot of ways about solving the small problems. And uh, to me, practical creativity is you've got a problem and you need to solve it. One of our products isn't selling as well, or we need a new product, or uh, the factory is slowed down, our, our production is slow. Those are problems. But in a lot of ways, quantum leaps are bigger. You focus on the big picture. And a lot of you who are the CEO, the, uh, and whether that means you have one employee and <laughs> you're, you're the boss, or, you know, you have hundreds of employees, your role is as a visionary. And just the word visionary, to me, entails you've got to come up with ideas. You've got to decide the big stuff. And I think creativity is so important applied to the bigger problems. Sometimes the mundane is left to people who maybe aren't creative. We need you come up with a great idea and others implement it. That's always ideal as, a, as a, a leader. That's your role. You come up with the big stuff and the other people deal with the small stuff and, and how it's implemented. I mean, the United States, uh, was, when the Russians had Sputnik and it went to space, our president said, we're going to space. He didn't say how. He left that to the scientists and the smaller the people below him. He just has a vision. We're going to space. And that's what I'm saying is we've got to think big and big ideas, and let others sometimes deal with the small ones. And that's great if you have employees and deep underlings, or you you hire freelancers or whatever you do. But if it, you know you're the be all, do all, you're the boss and the janitor, then you are solving all kinds of problems. But don't forget about the big ones. Right. You know the funny thing, Lee, is over the years I worked with an international training organization that was probably the largest in the world, even although I was just in South Africa. And one of the things I discovered from that exercise was that the creativity that I needed to work in my area was so vital um, because the conditions in different places are completely different. And so I suddenly realized that big ideas can even come from the lowest people in the organization because they're the people at the rock face. They know what the challenges are in the day in the day to day business, and one of the biggest problems in, in large businesses uh, is the fact that they think that visionary ideas and creativity all have to come from the head office. 
that's the strangest thing I ever that I ever heard. When in fact creativity comes from the lowest levels, from those people that are actually out there talking to the customers. Well, I mean, that, since it's an international audience, I think everyone has heard of Marriott hotels, yeah. and one of their philosophies was it was a flat, as far as meetings, it was flat, meaning yeah. there's the CEO and or the general manager of the hotel, and then the janitor or the maintenance yeah. engineer. And one time, the maintenance engineer said, you know, I, I keep throwing away these pizza boxes. Why don't we sell pizza? Instead of having it being bought from an outside uh, pizza parlor, what if we had it ourselves? This is a janitor saying this. And yeah. because of that, there's now uh, an agreement between Marriott and Pizza Hut, and a lot of the bigger ones have a Pizza Hut within the hotel. That idea did not come from the CEO. That did come from someone on the ground floor, as you said. So you're exactly right. I couldn't agree more. Right. And, uh, and sometimes we just don't realize. We think that we have to uh, defer to top-level management and organizations before we can come up with a creative idea to make the business more effective. And that's not true. And you know where the ideas great actually ideas? come from the field, policy comes down the line to the people in the field. That's what, what, what uh, large businesses have to be doing. But in our own small businesses, even if we've got one or two people, or even if we listen more to our customers, ah. the visionary ideas come from there. You stole my idea. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> customers have the best ideas of all. They keep telling you, why don't you uh, yeah. send this thing electronically rather than printing it out and mailing it? And, you know, you say, well, I don't know. Well, that means that I have to learn tech. Uh, but you know what? They're right. They usually have the greatest ideas of all. Right. So that was a good one. You stole that. Let's, talk, let's talk about Quantum Leap this morning then, uh, at this moment, uh, Lee. So we've got the big picture. What You know, in the Netherlands, they always use this phrase. They call it the helicopter view as opposed to the, the view on the land. So if we create a helicopter view, we see everything that's going on around that's the kind of mindset that they talk about. Well, sometimes the problem with having people at the bottom come up with ideas is they don't know the whole situation. They only know their department. And unfortunately, yeah. they will say we have a great idea, and then someone who's seeing it from the helicopter view says, well, we can't do that because such and such. Uh, so sometimes it does have to be the person that's in the helicopter looking down, saying, yeah. seeing everything, and seeing patterns, and seeing, you know, all the feedback from customers and seeing what their competitors are doing and comparing themselves to their competitors. I mean, Microsoft, I don't you guys to be careful what I say here, but Microsoft is a good example of Apple computers was always their nemesis. And Apple was ahead of them in the beginning. Then Microsoft jumped ahead by using Apple's ideas on their own stuff. And now Apple, I feel, is kind of making uh, uh, more progress in a lot of ways than, than Microsoft is. So it is sometimes looking at what others are doing and saying, how can I adapt that to what I do? And that does sometimes come from the person at the top. Well, the, the idea behind that is even in a small business, two or three people, let's say, if the management of the business allowed people to get into the helicopter with them, they would look at the business in a completely different way. Instead of being relegated to just doing the mundane tasks, the procedural things, that many, many business people think is the domain of people in, on the front line. I, I so agree. That's my, why you're yeah. the host and I'm the guest. <laughs> that's a very, you're exactly right. <laughs> and I think there has to be a culture of any idea is a good idea. So yeah. no ideas are shot down because sometimes what I do is we come up with the craziest deal. We ask this question, what if we, 
and, and then you just throw out the most crazy ideas, and then you kind of work backwards. Okay, well, that's, not, that's great, and what if we just did half of that or we took a piece of that idea? It's too big, it's too wild, too crazy, but it starts you thinking in the right direction, and then you could make it uh, practical. So sometimes the beginning of a process is any idea is a good idea. The crazier the idea, the better, and we'll work with that. Right, Lee. I, I agree with you. That's a wonderful way to do it, to create that kind of openness, that culture. I'm going to suggest something now as well and just ask your opinion on this particular one. I, I as, a, as a quantum leap catalyst, I see myself as a, an element in a, in a chemical equation, let's say, where I bring part of the uh, energy to the relationship the person I'm talking to adds the other part, and between the two of us, we create a third element, which would not exist unless the two of us synchronized our energy correctly. And I think that in any small business, in order to have that third element in the in the catalyzing or the catalyzing of of ideas, that's that's the way to be able to break through to to the new level. The other thing is to create a scenario which breaks out of the bounds of our thinking, which is, for instance, saying, what would happen if we had 500% more business than we've got right now? And then create a scenario around that possibility and have that discussion with our people. Now, 500% more means that there can't just be incremental change. There has to be a completely different mindset to move to a quantum leap. But we need to be able to do that. Now, to facilitate that kind of meeting may be not as easy for small business people as they should. So maybe the idea then that you came up with earlier, Lee, uh, having a mentor or having somebody um, that is a good facilitator to run that meeting would make a huge difference. I, I agree. And, and sometimes, end. you know, a lot, of, uh, a lot of people, when they're working on coming up with new ideas, they make lists. They make a list yeah. of things they could do. That's a very left-brain, linear, logical way to do it. Just to shift your mindset of writing with your non-writing hand. Yeah. And instead of making a list, making a mind map, where in the middle of the page you write the problem and you circle it. And, as, and for your example, I would say, we're going to increase business, and I would start with working out. If we increase business by 100%, what would that mean? You want to get other people excited about your idea, it would mean you could all have raises, I would be able to... Uh, you know, add more things for them. So everyone's excited about it. And the next mind map is where would this come from? And where? And that's where the ideas are coming. Well, what if we did this? And what if we added this? And, what, and any idea is a good idea. And this process just is not done enough in small business. You're just scrambling to survive and taking the time to take almost like a retreat with your people. Right. Or even by yourself to get away from the business for a while and think with a clear head is so important. Right, and then to take that clear thinking that you're talking about and create a new conversation. The conversation is called a conversation for quantum leap results. And, you, and we include everybody in the dialogue, and that's the beauty of the exercise. Unless we do that, we'll end up doing exactly the same things we always did before. And I would add, I know we're probably going to a break, but I hope people yes. will value their ideas and their people's ideas by capturing them in some way. Yeah. Whether it's on a computer, it's on a, a notepad, it's a right. it's an audio version, or it's a website you create just for new ideas where people from all over the country... We're going into a break. Please. Okay. Sorry. Just after the break, we'll come back and we'll, we're going to summarize some of these brilliant ideas that you've come up with this morning. So stay with us, folks. See you in a moment. 
Hi everybody, we have the last part of our show this morning. We're talking to Lee Silver about creative thinking in business and how to uh, leverage it to get up to a quantum leap level. So we've come up with a lot of ideas this morning on doing that. We're going to spend a few moments now just simply summarizing some of the ideas that we picked up uh, a while ago. So if you've got a pen or a and a pad at this moment, it would be a great time just to pick up some ideas that you can use in your daily work right now. So the, one of the first things we started off was talking about uh, one thing we could do differently today. That was, I think, the start of this process. And then you led on to talking about the mastermind group. What else? Well, I would say, you know, reminding yourself that everything you do, Every single thing you do in your business, asking yourself, is there a better way to do this? Yeah. That alone, it, it automatically changes your thinking. It automatically gets you thinking like a creative person, and it automatically will improve your business because a lot of things you've done the same way. For instance, I have everything in my office is wireless, and yet some of my equipment was set up as if it had to be connected by wires. Once I realized I could put it anywhere, I mean, my office is so much more efficient now. So, it, But I asked myself, is there a better way to do this? And I said, well, I just go here, that can go there. So please do that for every task you encounter in your business. All right, a better way for every task. That's the idea behind it. That's excellent. All right, what are some of the other things we talked about? We talked about turning the clock around upside down and uh, as a reminder that we could be doing it differently. And, and also... About how the, yes, go. No, and I was going to say, uh, you know, your ideas can be based on either... A lot of people don't feel like they're creative, so they can be based on someone you admire, either a, a person, a leader in your field, or a big thinker you admire, or someone you can base your business ideas and decisions on, and put a picture of them somewhere where it will remind you, okay, if I had, if so-and-so had this problem, what would they do? Or, you know, what are they doing that I'm not? So you can borrow ideas from people who have already solved your problems, or who, or who are bigger thinkers than you, and so sometimes it's just creating almost a, a board of advisors or a benchmark that you can use to uh, spur new ideas. Here's a creative idea for you, Lee. How about making thousands of pictures of Lee Silver <laughs> <laughs> and selling them for inspiration? <laughs> You'd be surprised. I mean, I've the creative thinking guru. <laughs> Somehow I, I've, I've reached a level where people do come to me and they ask me, hey, here's, uh, you've done what I want to do. How did you do it? And I wish more people would get in the habit of reaching out for advice because sometimes you're just a creative idea. The problem has already been solved. It's just a matter of finding out who has the answer. And so, and that's what a lot of creativity in business is. It's solving problems. Yeah. I don't have I enough sales. how many people are listening today to the show and saying to themselves, I wish I had the guts just to phone in or send in an email just to, to talk to these two guys <laughs> about my particular issue, and yet somehow or other they just don't do that. So when Lee says we have to reach out, that really is the issue. I think the, the old style of doing things is we've got to do it alone. You know, the lonesome cowboy on the, ra- on the, on the, on the range was, was a, a model for years and years ago. And today people are talking more with each other. And frankly, even today, our discussion on creativity fed each one of us on the exercise so that the creativity just, we were talking during the break, how it started to pop out as a result of our discussion. And it wouldn't have happened normally. And, you know, you call it a brainstorming meeting. Uh, yeah. Some people form a mastermind group. A brainstorming meeting is where everyone's involved. Everyone can uh, throw out an idea. Everyone, you know, and you, you start thinking big, like, 
What if we yeah. did this? And, and you just throw ideas at a problem and something will stick. The other way to do it is to start form a mastermind group of other people who you respect, you're on the same level, other CEOs, other business owners, and brainstorm on that level where you're all in the same boat and you're all solving the same problem, but using three heads or five heads is better than one in that regard. Yeah. So brainstorming or masterminding is really a good way to get ideas. Excellent. Okay. And your environment. We talked about trying to make your work environment more conducive to creativity, and sometimes that means having... Uh, some stuff out and about, and, and uh, we talked about changing your routine as well. You know, you, you need new stimuli. Uh, an office with nothing on the walls, nothing on the desk, although it may look good, it doesn't increase your creativity. In fact, a study by Harper's Index showed that people, the CEOs with messy desks, were more profitable than the CEOs who had neat desks. Wow, that's a huge insight. And you go to law offices or accounting people who are generally uh, pretty uh, neat and tidy or pretty well organized and uh, now we'd be able to look at them with a completely different eye <laughs> and true. say wow not much creativity going on around here <laughs> and as you told the story you may it may look messy to one to someone but what it really is is a system organizing just yeah. means you can find what you need when you need it having projects in progress out it reduces the one step you need to start on it, which is to get it out and set it up. So it's already there, and you just by looking at it, over time, you will come up with the idea. But by having it away, you're not even thinking about it. So leaving things out where you can see them so you can solve them makes sense. <laughs> the aha experience for me this morning, actually, and just chatting to you about this, Lee, is just simply recognizing how many people do we meet when we go into the offices or their homes who apologize for the untidiness of their desk or their home. Forget apologies, they should be applauded. <laughs> we should be applauding it, yes. Thank goodness that it's not as tidy as, as all that. I know there's a lot of creativity going on around here. Penicillin was invented because uh, the inventor left his uh, Petri dish out longer instead of cleaning it out, and, and mold grew. And that's, I mean, yes. So sometimes from a mess can come yes. a wonderful idea. Okay, that's a wonderful uh, metaphor for today. <laughs> that's been great. You know, the one idea that, that, that I picked up from you this morning, it was really exciting for me as uh, the, the Harry Potter, uh, Rawlings, Rawlings, Rawlings? Rawlings, yeah, uh, J.K. Rawlings. Rawlings is having, is having uh, boxes for, for different things and just sticking stuff into various boxes. I think it's a great idea for and you should, If you're out there, you should capture your ideas. Everyone will have a million-dollar idea in their life. Right. The difference with those who are making the million dollars and those who are not, a lot of people just th discount it or throw it away or forget about it. Every good idea, every idea you have, write it down and save it somewhere. However you save it, doesn't matter, in a box, in a journal, somehow save your ideas because you may go back to it and have just the thing you need to, to solve a problem, even if it's not now, down the road. You know, and how about the idea just from today? He has been, let's say, 48 minutes that we've been on the show so far. If we were just listening to the show and did nothing afterwards, then frankly it was a waste of time. We got entertained. It was instant gratification for a few moments. But to really leverage every opportunity, we should say, well, what did I pick up from that? And then the next step is, what could I do differently as a result of picking up an idea or two from, from, from the discussion. And then the show itself is not important anymore, and that's great. What's great is, and the thing that would excite me more than anything else, is people maybe emailing me at uh, terry at qlcats.com and saying, 
Tell you, I did one new thing today as a result of listening to your show. Wow, that would be an exciting benefit for me. That's how I feel about it. Lee, just tell us um, briefly, um, how, how do people, uh, tell us about your website, first of all, and some of the things that you've written. Sure. I, I look at websites uh, uh, like a magazine. It shouldn't be all ads, and a lot of websites are. Who would read a magazine with all ads? So yeah. it's got a lot of content, a lot of ways to increase your creativity. So, I mean your one, your one. Yes, I'm talking about mine. Yes. So that's why I'm encouraging people. It's not just uh, there's a lot there that you can use right away. So it's creativelee.com, and that's creative, L-E-E dot com, creativelee.com, and you will see that there's examples of uh, creative thinking that you can benefit from just by browsing around. So and let me drop me a line as well. Let me know if you enjoyed the show and how uh, if we can help you. Great, and just want to remind you as well, you can go to my website as well, quantumleapcatalyst or qlc.com, just as simple as that. I made it as simple as, as possible. You can also, these shows are being archived, so if you want to listen to them again or you want to recommend it to other people, please do that. Our guest next week is an international businessman by the name of Walter Lewis. Walter has traveled around the world. He's been highly successful, but most important of all, he pulled himself up by the bootstraps from the age of about 15 with virtually nothing and built himself up through a series of small businesses to a really large, huge business and eventually retired. And I'll be interviewing him next week about lessons we could learn from big business. So be back with us next week, next Monday at exactly the same time, and we'll be able to do that. Thank you very much for being with us this morning, Lee, and this afternoon for people in other countries. It's been a really exciting experience for me, and uh, I got the feeling you enjoyed it as well. I did. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) And we'll talk again soon. So have a great week, everybody. Goodbye.